a big ten four, good buddy. We're call, calling him in and we're bringing him over. What the hell are you talking about? Flip him up, shut him down. <laughs> we are ready to be on the biscuit show. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to The Biscuit Show. Welcome to the 500 <laughs> Greatest Films Podcast. Uh, my name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hello. And we have an incredibly special guest today. <laughs> a huge movie enthusiast. You may know him from the Geek and Sundry world. He's also a part of the AfterBuzz Network, mm-hmm. right? You host the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, show. Marvel Movie News Marvel now. Marvel Movie News now. Congrats on that. Thank that's you. awesome. Uh, what else? What, uh, anything else that's still going? So no, dare, no Daredevil, no Iron Fist, no Luke Cage. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Doctor Who just wrapped up. Okay, you wrapped up Doctor Who. Um, how's, Jessica jo- how's Jessica Jones buzz? We're, we're going to get a season three, but then after that, it'll probably okay, be, it'll be right, canceled right, the right. day after it yeah, is. Yeah, they already yeah, spent exactly. the money on that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah as well as yeah. Punisher season two, and then I think they're done. We're getting one of those too? Yeah. Okay. And Punisher was dope. Okay, yeah. Yeah. What if that's the only one they keep going? I, I they just think... keep the Punisher going yeah. for some reason. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd, That'd be, be so cool. weird. It's like give Daredevil a little bit of side work. Yeah, right? To just show up in that. Mm-hmm. Like Punisher has to deal with Because Disney's never going to do anything with the Punisher. Too scary. Yeah. I mean, too, yeah. Too scary. Maybe. Just let but him keep it on Netflix. Look, look man. My, right now, my only saving grace. Let's talk about this for a second. First, we have to introduce our guest. No, hang on. You've Welcome already to the 500 <laughs> already? greatest Netflix TV shows. <laughs> You've already distracted me. Number That's one. still one millionth of how many TV shows there are. <laughs> it is. Uh, our guest is uh, Zach Wilson. Zach, thank you Grayson so much for being here. Thank you for having oh, me. Your nickname is The Chief. Chief. Or Doom. Doom. Or Doom. I, forgot, I, I, I call you Doom. Chief Doom. Or, or just Zach. You can just, just call Zach. me Zach. Okay, great. Okay. Chief Zach Doom. Chief Doom. Chief Zach Doom. So let's just sidebar real the quick. The Doom Chief. We've learned Too that. Scary. Uh, yeah, the Doom Chief. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's that, I'm like, that's weird. Um, Marvel canceled those shows is what we've heard. That's what the rumor is, right? It's I not it. Netflix. It, it was me. It's all rumor at this yes. point. Like, yes. I've heard from so many different sources, mm-hmm. but I, it, to me, it feels like a mutual breakup. Like mm-hmm. an amicable split where like, like neither one wanted Disney's to help coming out with a streaming service. Right. Neither company wants to help each other. other or right. like because yeah you're you're helping your competitor at that point freeform i think is still owned by the same company like because it used to be yeah. abc family yeah, yeah. So, freeform is disney so so cloak and dagger is going to keep going on that hulu now is also part of the deal like 60 percent disney with with disney because oh, because abc it, owns it because hulu yeah was owned by fox and that was so part does of that the, mean hulu is going to disappear we don't know but i'm saying runaways which is another marvel show that's on hulu a live action show like mm-hmm. could potentially keep going. Did um, that new mutants movie ever come out? No. Is that going to happen next year? Maybe it was delayed, but they really? said it's coming. Hulu is yeah. still going to stick around Disney yeah. because of the way the deal is now. Disney owns 60% of Hulu. Yeah. Um, I it's believe fucked. C not CBS, um, but NBC owns 30%. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the, then CBS or, uh, some Warner brothers, Warner brothers yeah. owns 10%. That's crazy. I tried to pitch in. They wouldn't let me. Yeah. And yeah, 0.001% owned by yeah, Kelly yeah, Black. Definitely. If anybody <laughs> wants to watch the barefoot Contessa, that's all me. That's all me. All of those streaming I dollars. I love you, Ina Garden. <laughs> Go right to you. I love you. She's great. She's the best. Her husband Hashtag worked Garden. for the CIA, right? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely murdered a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> lots, of, lots of superheroes. Yeah, definitely. Lots of, yeah. Every, um, everywhere. The barefoot Contessa. But, yeah, she is. But truly. To, to, that's here's, such a good superhero name. Here's the barefoot Contessa. <laughs> the barefoot Contessa. Look, up in the sky. It's the barefoot Contessa. <laughs> she had no shoes on. Here's Here's what my my like fan heart is telling me right now. Okay, with everything that happened with the Netflix shows that have you know turned to dust now Where that the sad? dust is settled. 
Yes, okay. but also when I found out, like, yeah, it's probably because Marvel doesn't want to help Netflix make more money and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That sort of legality, I'm like, mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm, here's mm-hmm. here's the only thing I can think of. I understand also via rumors that heads of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, etc., do not like the heads of Marvel Television. They they might not like some of those shows. Whatever, whatever. Up to this point, they've allowed Marvel Television. If they have any say, either way, they've still allowed those TV shows to say they are set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? If Kevin Feige really had final say and he really hated that shit, I feel like at some point he would have been like, no, they're not officially part of the – do you know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. would have asked them to stop saying that, but they're allowing each other to, to be sometimes – To be looped in. Sometimes borrow actors for cameos, so on and so forth. Do so they? The, the, uh, From the movies? In, in, yes. Sam Jackson speaking of, he showed up in the first episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's some other point. Yeah. I don't there's, mean There's those. only a yes. few cases. Yes. There's like uh, Haley Atwell and Clark Gregg mm-hmm. oh, okay. and Samuel Jackson are the only three that I can think of that Sif. Bounced back and forth, but Sif did. Sif. But she never showed up again after she showed up on Shield. That's true. What? Their most recent there was a MCU Thor character in yes. Shield. Okay, she's an Asgardian. She came down, and, and the agents of Shield helped her out. Um, so the interesting, weird. the Disney Plus shows they're yeah. coming. Yeah, those are all under Feige. We Correct. That Disney was the channel. deal. It's the Disney Channel. The di- yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keller turned to me. He's like, "I'm excited for the Disney Channel original movie." Look, <laughs> he turned to me. He's like, "You're good. We're, get, we're getting that, like right? drawing with the highlighter. Yeah. Like, You're gonna watch Loki. Thanks." for watching <laughs> the big like mickey ears yeah, i'm into exactly. it they should do it but keller turned to me he's like we're gonna get that right i was like oh for sure i'm gonna sign up for, yeah, for yeah, yeah, the yeah. disney channel like mm-hmm. immediately like as soon as, as soon as they announced loki Scar- vision and the scarlet witch but mm-hmm. he, honestly the access to all the high school musicals. the mandalorian sure I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in there for that but when they announced cassie and andor i was like yeah dude i have to i have to show up for my boy because oh, he's okay, like yeah. one of my favorite cassie, characters gotta love do Diego, it for cassie love diego luna so i'm into it but sandra Back to here's my fan heart. This is the one thing that I think might happen. I honestly don't believe that Kevin Feige and the powers at Movie Land would go and make a Daredevil movie and recast everybody just because those shows now are very visible. Everybody really likes those actors, especially Vincent D'Onofrio, especially, you know what I mean? Especially like, um, God, and they Christian, should still use Vincent D'Onofrio on yes, Spider-Man. Yes. So here's the one thing I'm thinking. If the Disney Channel, Disney Plus wanted to, they Wait, could they could call have Kevin Feige and get him in on this. Let me call him. Uh, okay. Kevin, Kevin, here's the deal. Hi. You could <laughs> Kevin, shut up. Everybody this is why everybody hates your voice. Shut up, Kevin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he could, if he wanted to, he could just like drop the gauntlet and be like, We're doing a Daredevil movie, two hour movie with a pretty sizable budget and we're bringing the actors we want to bring back and and it might be a different team you know maybe a showrunner maybe like it might not be their whole team of writers for like a season for a 13 app thing but like dude we're going to bring back Charlie Cox and in our Daredevil movie Tom Holland is going to cameo as Spider-Man and in our Daredevil movie Daredevil will swing by Avengers Tower like we'll figure that if they wanted to do it they could talk about a crazy incentive to to even bring more people over kind of to to from, they from Netflix. Been a Daredevil season 4 but he just got dusted, so nothing happens. It's just like the in- interior of his just the the law office yeah. the entire time. It's just foggy it's like just and Karen a, Yeah, crying. someone like sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> I so would like, love to see that happen. I, I hope that they can take Luke Cage and, I, and Danny Rand yeah. and like those guys and bring yeah. them over too. Imagine, but. imagine if they did, again, a one-hour, two-hour special, uh, Heroes for Hire. And they did it on on sort of their terms. Just again, there, there's so many of those actors, especially. God damn it, dude, Frank Castle, he's so good. 
that I'm like, I don't, I don't think that some of those actors, including Kingpin, truly, I don't think Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin could sort of hold his own Spider-Man movie as like the main villain. I'm glad they're going comic booky with Vulture and now Mysterio and then whatever else. Happens. I think the next villain should be Craven, and then after that, like the Sinister Six. But the Kingpin versus Spider-Man is so juicy, and I know Kevin Feige loves those characters. You cannot love some of the Marvel characters and just automatically be like, but I don't think Daredevil's good. That's foolish. You be, will it, love Daredevil too. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. With Spider Man, with Dude. Tom Holland Spider Man, that feel, Dude. I, I don't know if they work together. They're both they fantastic portrayals of the characters. Yes, I think it, they could make it work. The, is the, what I'm saying. If any team could do it, do you see oh what yeah, I'm they, could, they could figure Vincent it out. Nafrio's yeah. Kingpin would be so fucking annoyed by Tom Holland Spider Man. Yes. So can you imagine? So scared. He like finishes bashing a dude's brains out or something. Walks into his office and there's a sticky kid on a ceiling that's like, "Hey, I'm taking you down," and he's just like. Oh, I'm gonna kill it. Like it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's I think that there is And then we get the violence of Daredevil. This would be like Spider Man. I'm not even I'm just kidding. Yeah, this I'm, is, that's the thing. Years, like, from now, <laughs> years from now. I'm not even asking for that. I, I still think there's a way to work in some of those characters in kind of a more PG thirteen friendly thing. I think sometimes um the violence in those Netflix shows has been gratuitous, but that's fine, because that's the world. Do you know what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want Marvel to be like, if you're gonna that's use also Frank what Castle. Daredevil was supposed exactly, to be anyway. Exactly. And Jessica Jones is about sexual violence and like so I'm not mm-hmm. saying she needs to, you know, we need to bring that vibe and tone into the other PG thirteen world, but uh, the thing that's giving me hope is like they have to know those actors are beloved. Those characters are too good to pass up. They're in your court now. You can use them if you wanted. And even even just to use some of them in a cameo capacity for some uh, event movie in phase four, they would just crush. Like mm-hmm. they can do that, whereas Warner Brothers can never use Stephen Amell, Arrow, Grant Gustin, Flash. You know what I mean? They like they they literally especially could not. since you're about to like end this chapter of the Marvel movies anyway. So exactly. Why not? That's just another way to step it up. Anyway, yeah. that's my that's my. What do you think, Marvel TV expert? Um, <coughs> I I would be super disappointed if they tried to recast. You, yeah. If they try to recast Charlie Cox yes. as Matt Murdock, you're gonna get too much pushback from everyone, all of your fans, because you've spent three years building him up. The question, the question becomes, how can you carry it over? Does Mm -hmm. Netflix have the right to say no Mm -hmm. to them picking it up? I don't know. Mm -hmm. They've said that they're going to continue those characters. Like they will be coming back. They've said Luke Cage will return. They said Danny Rand will return. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil will come back. Like they said, you know what I wouldn't hate? I wouldn't hate this is, is if a way to swan song them, if they did another defenders thing. Yeah. With all the care, you know, Bring him back, but, like, you could wrap up the, without giving any spoilers, the the crazy way that Luke Cage and Danny Rand have both been left. Okay. Because they're all, they're both in, like, totally not where those characters belong, which was okay. intentional because they were at season two. Yeah. And then the third season of those shows was going to, like, Happen. have them deal with all that. What if Disney obtained the rights to Unbreakable? <laughs> Keller, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get back into it. I love this conversation, though, because this this got, this got movie got all my superhero juices flowing. I'm going to say that. Oh, it got them flowing? Oh, for sure. Man, they weren't before? They were, because I just came from a screening, screening of Aquaman. A screening? A screening, a screening of Aquaman, and it was good. I liked it. Um, so we have two traditions. <laughs> Zach, we got two things we do. Okay. First one is Keller's going to tell us what movie movie we're talking about today the second one is by the end of the podcast we're going to ask you to contribute any movie in the world to a new list of the 500 greatest movies of all time because we've talked about this before you had a a gander at the list before we started Mm -hmm. it is a weird and frustrating and great and terrible list shocking it's bad shocking yeah so bad keller go ahead and bring out uh what was that guy's name 
Carruthers, Jeeves. Yeah. What was it? Uh, I don't know, like Basil Bentley, or Jeeves or Basil. Ben, like some kind of old car. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Mercedes. I don't know. Four hundred and fifty-two, unbreakable, two thousand, the millennium. <laughs> Just to explain again, in case somebody's jumping in, and hello, Zach, Zach has a weird look on his face. We are having Keller read this to us in a in an old British man's voice because this magazine is from the UK. You know, I heard him do it when I listened to the podcast <laughs> where I came over here, and then I Still once it started it. happening, I was so I was just like. Oh yeah, that is that, that is something. No, Shamanon's understated, did that. <laughs> creepy, affecting, powerful take on the superhero story has arguably Bruce Willis's best screen performance and a twist which is cleverer than the end of the Sixth Sense. All right, it was the children. They called me Mr. Glass. Hey, that's a movie mm-hmm. coming out real soon. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this episode is brought to you by <laughs> Mr. Glass. Samuel, how was it working on that film? It was pretty good. <laughs> that was a really good Samuel Jackson. Impression. Thank you. I gotta it's I gotta I gotta adjust your level, Sorry, Samuel. It's just a little yelling. Uh, okay, first question, it's guys. Not nearly enough motherfuckers. I know, there. right? No, it was motherfucking it was a, it good. It was a motherfucking delight. First question. <laughs> uh, does the movie Unbreakable deserve to be on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time? And I'm not seeing this word to make a joke. I'm kind of split on this. I, I gotta uh, die. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go die somewhere. Zach, what do you think, um, man? I, I I think it does. Like 500 is a big number. Yeah. Um, this yeah. wouldn't like come into my like maybe even like top 50 or possibly even my top. It might hit my top 100 mm-hmm. list if I was going to make one. But this is a good movie. Yeah. This is a it solid is a movie. Good it's, movie. It, it's creative. It's it's especially like rewatching it. I was like, this is. A great really well directed movie yeah it's just yeah it's smart it's yeah. it's a smart film yes yes it is but also it's about superheroes which yeah. is great it's great that they, they, it's a smart movie about comics so uh this, he okay. did it before christopher nolan so like yeah honestly fuck off dude <laughs> just <laughs> you kidding, hear man. that inception <laughs> you hear that insomnia no, shut up we all know you hate inception. you hear that no inception's you don't need fine. to use this as your opportunity <laughs> oh, it will be it's come it's on the list right Inception? Yeah. No, because he did that after The Dark Knight. That was like 2010 or something. Yeah, but I think, I'm sure Memento's on here. Well, mm-hmm. shit, I don't actually know how many Christopher Nolan. Here's here's an important question I want to answer. I'm going to go to our uh, spreadsheet. I feel as though... Oh, yeah, guys, we have spreadsheets. The two M. Night movies are <laughs> this and The Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sense. I'm For sure The Sixth Sense. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there was nothing, nothing else there's, that There mattered. can't be anything else no. that he has. Signs, that's maybe? It. No signs? No, that's okay. it. These are the two. Sorry, signs. And signs. I, I like signs, but I know that generally the public does not love signs. Yeah, there's four Christopher Nolan it's movies the swing on swing away thing. It loses me a little bit whenever that happens every time. Uh, I dig it. I think I'm It's like, just the line, mainly. Sure. Swing away. And it's like, <sighs> dude, it's like. Dude, you have a baseball bat. That's yeah. what he would have said. Dude, you're holding a baseball bat. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some logic stuff in that. Like, like, yes. hey, our, our atmosphere is like 80 percent water. I know, but I, it's fine. I'm in, I'm into it. I need to rewatch. It's signs. only when it's liquid. My original ranking for M Night's movies were like number one, Six Sense. Number two, Signs. Number three, Unbreakable. Number four, through whatever else. I don't give a shit. Now I need to rewatch Signs because rewatching this, I really dig Unbreakable. Like I fucking love this movie. I got to rewatch Sixth Sense too. Yes, and just same. be bummed out and creeped out. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. Yep. Remember Misha Burton was her Barton Burton, like when she 
passed a little box over and like barfed. Well, we'll get to the Sixth Sense because it's number whatever on this list. Christopher oh, yeah. Nolan has four movies on here. He's got The Prestige, Memento, Batman Begins, and The Dark Knight. It's okay. Because this mm-hmm. list came out in 08, so Inception yeah. hadn't come out yet. And I wouldn't put The Prestige on there. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would not. I like The Prestige. It's okay. Like the first time. I like The Illusionist it's better. A- I also enjoyed The Illusionist more. Yeah, it's a good more. movie. It's more of a love story, though. It is. It is. Uh, so I, I'm kind of split on this. I think that um, out of all of M. Night's movies, The Sixth Sense absolutely deserves to be on a top 500. Unbreakable, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I used to think not, but now rewatching this with the state of cinema today, with it being mm. dominated by superheroes and comic books, this is kind of a really brilliant film. Yeah, that gets most of it right. There's yes. some details and stuff from like a from like a dumb comic book fan perspective that I'm like, ah, that's lay it out. Well, it's surprising that. Um, Wait, do we need to do how we all felt about it first? Yeah. Well, first okay. of all, Keller, does it deserve to be on the top five hundred? I don't know mm. about that. Okay. So then, I basically, I might just pick like a Shyamalan movie to right, go on the list. To kind of represent his whole And then whole maybe thing. come back and then say, okay, now I'll throw it on there. Yeah. After when, I've got my initial 350 yeah. to come to the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, just rattling off 408 yeah, exactly. movies. It's like, like uh, okay. okay, now I'll put yeah. Unbreakable on there. That's the thing. 500 is a lot. It, it is dude, a lot of movies. It seems like a lot, but flipping through these pages, I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, I know so many movies that should have been on there. Like, even made within this time frame that should yes. be on there instead. Yeah. The Iron so, Giant Empire of the Sun. The Iron Giant Empire of the Sun. Yeah. Yeah, hot rod. Um, yep, hot rod. Uh, so let's talk about because we've all seen this before. Let's talk about the rewatch. I cannot remember the last time I saw it. It must have been a few years. There's after. a lot of stuff I forgot. Maybe mid two thousands, but a lot of stuff I forgot. But there's a lot of stuff I remembered. Oh yeah, from, even from the screening specifically, like the scene where Bruce Willis is weightlifting. I remember killed our screening audience. Like they were howling with laughter because it's so funny and it's so like. You know, it just has it's great timing. Visual bits, too, it's visual yeah. bits. The kid keeps moving further and further away, like that slow sort and of. And then it moves up, and then there's cans attached now. It, yeah, there's. It, they, they were like super into it. So on, I'll just start on the rewatch. I think I love this movie even more, mm-hmm. and it and it's something that I want to, uh, um, really, again, claim myself a fan of. I used to be again the first three Shyamalans. I was all about. M. Night's first three movies and going, this guy's one of my favorite directors. He did comic books. He gets it. So excited to see his stuff. And then it just got kept getting kind of worse and worse. And, and Do you think the saturation of superhero movies now lessens the effect of no, Unbreakable? No, I think it heightens it. You think somebody think could it, watch it now yeah. for the first time yes. and still not be like, this is and hokey. Be like, no. This is a little on the nose. In fact, I think that you they... Don't think, you I, think they do you I think would, they would read it the same way that we did back then? No, I think they would read it with like they would bring to the movie even more knowledge of comic books themselves. Especially and superhero, who did the score? James Newton Howard, yeah. who did Batman Begins, and and we were picking up on all that stuff. So like, I think an audience member today would watch this and go like, "When was this made? How did I miss this? This is good." Like like it we feels were saying, more relevant now, yeah. than it than it did when I first saw it. Like when I first saw it, like, "Oh, this is a cool movie. It's just time. cool uh-huh. like idea uh-huh. play on superheroes oh, like, who, and all wh- that." What are you commenting on? Like the movie Mystery Men? Like what are you trying to say, M Night? Like there's not enough. And you both were huge comic book fans yeah. at the time of this movie coming yes. out. Not nearly as big as I am now. Mm. Yeah, okay. um, mm-hmm. that was uh, comic books was something I got more into as an adult. Very cool. Um, at least superhero comics. I read a lot of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there were comics. Yeah, that's, but it makes that's sense. obscure. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Ren and Stimpy Ren comics. Ren and Stimpy and The Simpsons were like yeah. my, the bulk of my comic As soon as we get collection. to those movies. Yeah, there's no... Keller. Come there's on, no, man. There's no Ren and Stimpy movie. 
Yeah, you're I don't right. think there will ever be one. The Simpsons movie is not on this list. No, and it should no, it not be. It. <laughs> uh, it should not be. Uh, no, it should not. So I think Simpsons three season three is that like uh, yeah three eighty six. Yeah, something. Simpsons season four, which is a perfect season of television, is at number uh, three fifty. Uh, so Zach, what did you you talked a little bit about rewatching this? What are your overall thoughts on the movie on this rewatch? It, like uh, it's better. It's better now mm-hmm. that's that's the crazy thing mm-hmm. like rewatching it is i remember enjoying it and loving it and th- like i own it on dvd mm-hmm. like i want it in my collection it's, it wasn't something that i watched a lot though no like, i don't I, think i've seen it since college yeah probably. it's fairly timeless too yeah like there nobody yeah. uses phones really or anything Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, I'll it, just update those stats up top, and mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the stats up top are like you're like, oh, they sold this many. Ah, oh, they probably don't sell that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But there's probably more people reading them. They were like, it average. was almost 20 years ago. Yeah, like Samuel Jackson looks so fucking good. Yeah, this he's, is 20 years ago. He looks he is almost as young as he does in the upcoming Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes, dude. Black don't crack, and he looks phenomenal. And yeah, I'm I'm right there Bruce with Willis you, Zach. Is like rough. Bruce Willis, uh, he, he's all right. Just it's kidding. just it's, it's okay. a good story at the yeah. end of the day, and it it uses drama and mm-hmm. and the themes are really strong. The ideas of the the people being on a spectrum. Like I've definitely thought about that since I've seen this this movie. Yeah. that idea of like oh well, if there's extremes of people on the yeah. spectrum. Uh, that idea is really cool. It's a and great. It's a great idea. I don't know who my opposite would be. Yeah. <laughs> Just like some very motivated person. <laughs> Someone like with their shit together. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my opposite would be like fucking Michael Phelps or something. I think my opposite's like the devil or something. Yeah, because I'm so good. <laughs> uh, no, I totally agree. I was thinking about that too. Like to just to touch on uh, what you asked me a second ago, Keller, like about some of the comic book specifics. I don't from the thing I get from this movie. I don't know if I get that. M. Night Shyamalan is a diehard comic book fan and has read a ton. You don't get that? I don't know if I do, but here's what I do get. From what he has read and studied, because he's obviously studied, he has picked up on some really interesting threads that you, they come, they come to sort of define the genre, and he sort of, he gets that. So he's a very talented director. Uh, we were talking about how this movie, he directed the hell out of it. The script is great. Um, I think he shot it. Was very good. The at guy his who job. shot it was very good at his job. I think when it comes to M Night, there are um, cases where maybe he didn't have enough. Uh, it, you can really kind of see the ego in his career later, and that's unfortunate. He wasn't somebody who maybe he didn't have people telling him, "Hey, this isn't such a great idea," because he would feel like, "Dude, my first three were killer. I made the Sixth Sense, and I'm young, and I, and people were calling him the next Spielberg, the next Spielberg, mm-hmm. and he knew that shit." You know, um, as opposed to when I watch a movie by like a lot of um, like the Marvel movie directors or I just watched Aquaman. I, I watch that movie and I go, I think James Wan has read a bunch of Aquaman comics and he gets it. Does he get the sort of superhero genre? Sure. Yeah, because it's because it's a pretty standard superhero movie. But specifically for Aquaman, he gets he it. Gets the Russo brothers, I'm like, they feel like diehard comic book fans with Infinity War, with Captain America Civil War, like Winter Soldier, like they get it. But with with M. Night, it seems like he really is painting these broad strokes of like, this is what I think the genre does and says. And here's some interesting He's stuff. like archetypes. Yes, which I think he does get. Keller, what do you feel? How do you feel about the movie overall? I think it is an enjoyable... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I come at you too robotronic? Was <laughs> it was that, weird. Was Keller, go. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, man, take your time. I'm on the stand. <laughs> take a breath. Um, <clears throat> no, you're not under oath. Take okay. take your hand off okay. that book. 
Sorry, <laughs> I brought my Bible. <laughs> Put your Bible away. Uh, I, I enjoy this movie a lot. I've seen, like, there's been times to where I decided I'm going to rewatch this movie mm-hmm. and get 20 minutes in. I'm like, this is sad mm-hmm. and bail because it is sad. Yeah. It is more like a story about a family dealing with a divorce. Yeah. Or the almost like on the brink of divorce. Yeah. Than anything. Yeah, dude. It's a drama first. It's a superhero yeah. film yes. second by far. I agree. And it is it, it is a straightforward and compelling enough drama. The scene at the end could be could be read where like Bruce Willis is shushing his son to be like, I'm a superhero. But it could also be that the son is realizing his dad has sort of like like reaffirmed his place in the family because of the, the, the fact that him and, and Robin Wright were like together again. Mm-hmm. And the son, Robin Wright is incredible. She's in phenomenal, dude. I love her. And the, the son is almost crying at that revelation, which is this, re, it's this beautiful little powerful, like super emotional scene where- That kid is great. He's so great. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. He's on Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. Apparently he is. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's in the movie, he's in the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's in the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love that show. <laughs> Shut he up, comes in that kitchen like, oh, my parents- are together. Oh, they got together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got together and he's, then he cried. He's crying because he's realizing they're going to fuck. Yep. If finally, they haven't already. After finally. all this time. <laughs> oh, I think they already did. That, yeah. that was the implication and with together. Yeah, they, 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 they were so holding happy. hands at a kitchen table. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So um, the other thing, Keller, is that you've seen Split. We, yes. Let's talk about Split. Let's get this out of the way. Because the other thing this, made me, this movie made me is like, I haven't Gotta seen Split. split. Zach, you haven't seen Split I haven't yet. seen Split. I am so stoked to go and watch it just to get to the end, knowing what I know, and I'm so excited for Glass. Like, re-watching this, I am so excited to see what they do 19 years later. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's interesting to pick up like that. Like, totally. I, I'm only interested in Split because of the revelation yeah. that it's involved in this universe. Yeah. I was not interested in by the trailers. Same. Oh, yeah. So well, t- so how, how, how did you like Split, Keller? I enjoyed Split. It's fun. Is it worth owning? I don't know about worth owning. Okay, how about this? It's worth seeing. How about this? Middle of the year next year. You're walking After you're walking by Best Buy. You see a movie three pack. I'm not gonna do it's that. It's unbreakable split and glass. Do it you buy it? It's on glass. Do you man. buy it? Man, I've trusted it does, it in does. my Shyamalan before. <laughs> I've true. done that before. That's true. What happened? What happened? We all glass died because of plants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Plants killed us. Mark Wahlberg being like, no. I think the plants killed I'm not, us, dude. I'm not going to kill you. I think we're what? just trying to transform it. What? No. Yeah, that's what happened. Fuck, you're right. Good call, dude. Let's wait. Let's wait yeah. for glass. But yeah. let's say glass is- I'll buy Unbreakable on Blu-ray. Let's say glass is as good as- And I'll watch Split when it's on HBO. A little bit- in the range of Unbreakable, Glass, let's say it's that good. Is Split worth buying in a three-pack? Yeah, Blu-ray? in a three-pack because it'll be cheap. Okay, great. It'll be cheap. Okay. And James McAvoy is amazing in it. The kid great. knows what he's doing with his face and his limbs. Yeah, McAvoy's got his limbs. <laughs> so I was also, I'm with you, Zach. I, the trailers came out. I had been burned by M. Night too many times um, that I didn't make an effort to go see it. I'm not, found out. I'm not super sad that I missed the opening weekend twist. Because I remember when the film came out, people were freaking out that at the end, Bruce Willis shows up and that the twist was, hey, this is a sequel to Unbreakable. It's set in the same world. People loved it. And I think it's such a smart twist. I'm all for it. I'm not mad. I'm not like, oh, like, I'm not like, I think it's and great. it is like 10 years into like the superhero yeah. craziness. Yeah. And that must be it. Like, I have to think that 
M. Night Shyamalan is like looking at this movie and especially mm-hmm. like, I made that movie too fast. Yeah. Like, if I had waited, if he yeah. had waited till like 2010, mm-hmm. well, he wouldn't be on this list. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it would have hit year so much harder. Like Batman Begins. Yeah. Or something. In 05. Or, yeah. I mean, even, even now... I think um, I think this movie is. We were talking about it. This movie is working off of what pop culture knowledge. The first four Superman movies with Christopher Reeve, the first four Batman movies with Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Dark Man, Dark Man, um, like some direct to video, th- like the Incredible Hulk TV show, Spawn, the Men in Black movie. The first Hulk one wasn't made yet, right? Hulk, no, Ang Lee was two thousand three, but there was again the Lou Ferrigno Hulk show, yeah. the Wonder Woman TV show. There's these little pockets of like a superhero comic book thing sort of breaking through. And enough of that stuff, I think, does have the basics of like there's the hero, there's the arch enemy, you know, there's a secret identity, there's the extrasensory sense of like Superman has x ray vision, and maybe Spider Man from pop culture osmosis. People were like, my Spidey sense, like they knew it, but there was really no Spider Man movie. So that's what it was working off of now. People just, it's. It's ingrained. It's in, like people. This is like comic books one hundred and one almost. Yeah, just for bit by this being lays a movie out fan. Everything. Yes, yeah. but just by being a movie fan, movie fans are like they'll know this because it's comic book one hundred and one. Movie fans are now like, yeah, and on top of that, Wakanda is a fictional country, and Thanos collects Infinity Stones and all this shit that would have been really inside baseball knowledge twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. That they understand those concepts and they know what a shared universe is and they know what the Avengers are and they know you know what the Justice League is and. And wonder more of Wonder Woman and her character because of that great movie. So, and then in a few weeks, Aquaman. Like people will know enough about Aquaman to be like. And then Spider Man Into the Spider Verse pretty soon. Yes, you saw that already. So good. I'm very jealous. So good. It's you're gonna have a good time. I'm excited. You're gonna have a really good time. Did you cry? I I choked up at multiple moments. I figured one of them is the Stanley cameo because because he had passed, but also because like. I'll, I'll give you guys a spoiler just, Dude, just to everybody. Just, hey, wait, pause hey, it. And then I'll, this is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say. Hit plus 30. I, they obviously did not know he was going to pass, but like the cameo itself, not anything extra that they did, but within the movie, like it's such a beautiful little Tribute. moment that I, that normally sometimes his cameos are fun. You know, imagine if he had passed away and then Thor Ragnarok came out. It's like the teen Titans thing. Yeah. Cam, his cameo would have been like, hold still youngster as he's going to cut Thor's hair. Like, is that a poignant, Touching no. tribute? No, it's a fun cameo. The one in Spider Verse is like that made me choke up because I was like, "They're gonna Fuck. do it in Spidey." Yeah, especially yeah. I mean, his Spider-Man ones are great. The yes. the one in the PS4 game. Yeah, people like that one a lot. Tease that. I've always liked you two together. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> we did we did a ranking on Marvel movie news of our, of cameos? our, our favorite cameos. What's your number one? That was my number one. Wow. Like okay. Uh, our I think I might have put that at number two after the Watcher one. The Watcher one. That one just great. activated all kinds of nerd senses. The Watcher one in Guardians 2, where, oh, he's, okay. where he's, yeah, like, he's like, I have so many more Watcher. stories to yeah. tell. Yeah. There was a time I was As if he FedEx. doesn't know because yeah. he's not in the Watcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Um, I love uh, I love the one in uh, uh, I love the one in the Fantastic Four movie where he plays Willie Lumpkin. Because just because I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. Which he one? gets to play a character the that first, he created. Yes, and and nice. yes, and and the character is like this old man who's the friend of the Fantastic Four. It's in the first Fantastic Four movie with Chris Evans. He's like the mailman. He just mm-hmm. delivers oh, the okay. mail. But that character has like a little bit of significance uh, to some the Fantastic history. Four. Some history. Um, yeah, yeah, I like his more touching ones, but he's funny, not in this. Funny he's not unbreakable. 
He's not an Unbreakable? He didn't make it into an Unbreakable. Well, no cameo. I, I bet you on one of those comic book covers it says Stan Lee Presents. Well, you guys both said, or Zach, you said that he was sitting underneath the Nick Fury comic. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you look Samuel in Jackson the... Samuel Jackson is sitting underneath the Nick Fury comic. When, when limited edition, this, like uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Glass's store opens, he's sitting under three Marvel, com- Marvel comics, and mm-hmm. one of them was Mighty Thor... I don't remember what the other one was, but the one in the middle is Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. And it's just like, no yep. one knew. Nope. It was before the Ultimates. It was. Even, so but it was perfect. Keller uh, forced me to look it up. Samuel Jackson forced him. first appeared I as like him. the I likeness. Him down and I said, <laughs> Google it. Google. I was like, okay. <laughs> he first appeared as like the likeness for Nick Fury in a, in a Marvel comic called Ultimates, issue number one, which came out in 2002 or three, I think. I just had Something it on like my phone. That. Something like that. And then, you know, five, six years later, Shows up as as uh, the post credit scene in Iron Man, and now he's about to be in Captain or, Marvel. Twist was is this movie to blame? <gasps> yeah. With somebody watching Unbreakable and they see him right underneath it, they're just like, "Huh, that would be I great." I wonder what if, if he was Martin wearing Miller. an eye patch. That would be so great. Yeah, um, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, I, I think, think it was initially going to be M Night Shyamalan doing the whole thing. Yeah, he's going to put him over the Marvel Cinematic The whole universe. MCU. He was going to mm-hmm. direct Iron Man one. Yeah, it would have been great. The twi- I mean, what would the twists be? The, in I mean, all the, these tw- movies? The, the twist in that first one was uh, Jeff Bridges was the bad guy. That, that was, was a good was a, twist. It was too. a good twist. Yeah. Tony I mean, but it, it plays right into like that's the thing. It's it, exactly yeah. what he talks about. In Holy comics. shit! They were it's, friends. I wish it had been a dream the whole time. <laughs> they were friends. They're they're opposites. Like Tony Stark fights Christopher they, Nolan. They, what if yeah, he was really common. made of iron? <laughs> the <laughs> whole time, <laughs> like his body was actual iron. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd be a good twist. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, iron. And Pepper starts crying. She's like, "If you wanted to ask me out, that'd be okay." And then she walks downstairs. What what else is in the first Iron Man movie alone that ties into the? Unbreakable themes. You said um, well. The idea that they're you're, you're on opposite sides of a, yeah. of a spectrum. Like yeah. these are both people who work in weapons and yeah. weapon design, but one of them is very much like we only sell to the good guys. We protect mm-hmm. our, we protect people. We use them to do good. And mm-hmm. one of them is just like well, I'm just here to do mo- make money mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and uh, goes for the big versus the, the small mm-hmm. size difference. Yeah, um, yeah. Iron the, Man suits made of like electronic stuff, so his water is probably not good for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true dude Iron Man 3 he dips in the water and he basically <laughs> passes out but it's yeah. what it's what his mom was saying about proportions like the yeah. villain are disproportionate but the he, yeah. but the but the good guy is still feels like a yes. human and that is Iron Man versus Iron Monger yeah it's true Absolutely. even in the end of Iron Man 2 they had to give Mickey Rourke the huge suit the huge whiplash suit oh yeah like him just being on the racetrack with the ripped shirt wasn't enough they had to give him the big suit uh, and Iron Man 3 he had a couple of different villains. The Mandarin construct wasn't ended up not really being the villain, so that's kind of a twist itself. But it's supposed to be yeah. like the other kind of villain, the mastermind thing. Yes, then there's a absolutely. mastermind behind the mastermind. You'll never see me coming. That's and yeah, and then there was a mastermind within a mastermind. And even that mastermind Double still mastermind. had still had kind of abilities and stuff. That, yeah. That, like I'm the, gonna melt you, dude. Yeah. He's like, You have a suit of iron, I can melt you with my hand. Is he in the comic? Yeah. What's his name? Aldrich Killian. He doesn't have a no. name. He, he just Aldrich him. Killian. Aldrich Killian. I guess Killian is a bit he, on the nose he, anyway. He was he was one of the people that used the extremist virus. I don't think he created it. No. And then in the movie, you can argue that Aldrich Killian's like, I am the Mandarin. I created it. It's like, shut up. No, you're not. Because in, a, then I'm they made that one shot. What's that? I'm going to be out a while. I got extremists. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I came down with extremists. Do you have powers now? 
Yeah, I keep cutting through my bed whenever I'm laying down. <laughs> With what? <laughs> my body, it turns into fire, and I just melt through my bed, and it's like, guys, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I put the um, soup in my mouth, and the spoon just melts off into my mouth. I'm sorry. I'm sick of it. I keep swallowing lava. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I should be I should be fine in like <laughs> yeah. Oh no, oh, the no. microphone. <laughs> oh no. You did you just breathe fire? You did. It was cool. Uh okay, so we're all in agreement this is a good movie, a great movie. Yeah. I think one of Shyamalan's best. Would you rank it uh higher or lower than Six Sense? What are you guys' M Night Shyamalan rankings or do we not Six Sense is still the best. Okay. It's been too many years since I've seen The Sixth Sense, okay. but it's definitely one and two okay. with Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. <laughs> I think for me, I'd probably end up putting Unbreakable higher mm-hmm. just because of my own personal, like, I, I like for sure. these kind of dramas or action movies over horror movies. Yeah, and, Supernatural. But, it's, but that doesn't take away from what The Sixth Sense is. And which is the same thing. He kind of does the same thing like with superhero movies as he did with horror movies in The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. is that it's just more a drama yeah. that happens to be a horror Absolutely. And even with the alien invasion movie in Signs, it is a, it's wrapped around a family drama, yeah. you know, of Mel Gibson who lost his wife mm-hmm. and he and his brother or his wife's brother, I forget who Joaquin Phoenix was playing. He's a baseball um, player. I remember that, yeah. He's swing away. Abigail Breslin <laughs> was in that. Remember little baby? She was so tiny. Yeah, it's like, I got oh, a wow. metal foil hat. Yeah. I love water. That movie's good. I need to, I want to oh, watch it. Oh, it goes Water, man. Yeah, it's true. What if M. Night Shyamalan hates water? I'm going to make a movie about a lady in the water. That's how I'm going to face my fears. (laughs) And then because you used too much water, now the earth's mad. Exactly. You used up. Why do you hate? I'm 80% water. I'm two-thirds water. I was talking about the happening. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, then the earth's mad, yeah. Mm -hmm. The plants are like, what about us, M. Night? You forgot about us. And then the last airbender is just like, why are the waterbenders the bad guys? (laughs) Oh, man. Avatar's great. Yeah, he just totally misunderstood that. He's like, I hate They all hate hate water. water. Yeah. It's like, M. Night, that's not what it is. No, I got it. I I, I think I got it. What if if a twist, the people that you liked were the bad guys? Mm. That's the last airbender story. Guys, I don't want to keep talking about that fucking movie. (laughs) It's very bad. Let's get into it. We got to get into M Night Shyamalan. We can we can do that. I never saw that sense. movie. I think. Well, I th- to bring it back, please. I think that is sort of like when his movie started to go off the rails. When he got away from the, he started making them about the twists and not yes. about the drama. Yeah, mm-hmm. because those first three are really these like Signs, Six Sense, and Unbreakable are a good drama first you could take the, the, twist the genre out. stuff is secondary yeah. you could take the twist out you could take the genre out and they would mostly still work like you you know the movie we saw was great even up until the point where you've learned that elijah did, if he didn't do that it would still you know you get the sense that he started at some point he's like well i became the twist guy yeah Maybe he didn't even do it on purpose it yeah. was just like people he, put it he on had it he had these good ideas with twists and then he made them and then he was like well Everyone's going to expect yeah. a twist. I can't not deliver or they're going to be like mm-hmm. bored by the, by the end of it. So I got to give them something. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up coming out with the village and the lady in the water. And it just becomes a, it becomes a gag instead of something, an interesting change. Yeah. Agreed. Keller, were you going to say something? The kid mm. from this movie mm-hmm. is in Gladiator mm. with Joaquin Phoenix. <gasps> Who is in signs in the village? That's true. That's good job. Hey, thanks. That's two. <laughs> Thank that's, you so much. You connected them. Yeah, I connected them. Now, can we connect it to somebody else in the sixth sense who's not Bruce Willis? I'm just thinking who, if not Shyamalan, it, just like his casting choices and mm-hmm. how kind of they, his like ability to get big names dwindled over time. It, they did. Yeah, they did. But I will say that uh, he's found good people. Sam, or like yeah. giving people. 
big roles. Sam Jackson for coming into he wasn't in the Sixth Sense. So Sam Jackson joining Bruce Willis in this movie. I think Sam Jackson and Bruce Willis are actors that are perfectly suited for M. Night's storytelling style, yeah. which is this very dry, almost like... Because Samuel Jackson is Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. But the way that they play they their characters in this... They don't have to do this, anything crazy. Yeah, the way they play their characters in this movie, they're revealing information as if it's like the creepiest thing ever. Where And we also talked about the dude who was in the movie Man of Steel, who played like Lombard, like the, the, the jock at the Daily Planet, is in the beginning of this movie as the doctor who's telling Bruce Willis, like, mm. the reason I'm looking at you this way is because you don't have a scratch on you. Like this great deadpan delivery of like, where you get chills or you're like, Oh, what a great. And he walks out and everybody's looking yeah, at him. Terrified. What a great piece of information. Cause it's, it's not, it's not people going like, it's not people speaking fast and they it's not people. Some great doctors in this. Yeah, they did. That doctor up top, whenever yeah. he, Elijah's bones are broken. Yeah. He, Oh, he was fantastic in the opening scene. was yeah. great. Yeah. And he was horrified. Like trying to be comforting, but also uh-huh. terrified at the same exact time. And Kelly, you noticed every single time, Elijah was introduced in the different stages of his life, infant, childhood, adult. He was introduced in a reflection in a mirror first through glass. That was like throughout the movie, which was great. Um, Yeah, just some really great supporting players, but especially Bruce and Sam can do that delivery of like, I'm going to tell you a piece of information and this is it. And it's so, it's like creepy almost. And then Bruce Willis would react with like... Silence. Yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Or like, he'd be like... So I'm going to do this thing. I need to, you know, to, I'm going to leave now. There's just these great little deliveries. I thought they were, I thought that they both fit really well for, um, for his storytelling style. So, yeah. And like Sarah Paulson is going to be in Glass. She plays oh, the cool. doctor studying. She, and she's going to fit that perfectly. Yes. She's incredible. And she's also so good at that, of that yeah. like, well, you have a, 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 a condition where you think you have superpowers. And the way she does it is she's just like a, a, an awesome performance in that. So is Robin Wright going to be in Glass? I don't know if Robin Wright is. But I the hope kid so. Is. That'd be awesome. The, the kid's kid is be in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlene Woodard. Yep. Um, the Glasses mom. mom. Yeah. Oh, great. She was great. Not related to Alfred Woodard. We looked no, it up. We looked it up. Okay. And they said that she they get mistaken for sisters all the yeah. time. Well, I fucking love this movie. I'm going to get it on Blu-ray because I don't own it yet. What? Oh, yeah. We just had to watch it on Prime Video. Yeah. Unbreakable. And... Um, and I'm going to watch Split. I'm excited. You're going to watch Split, obviously? I, 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 yeah, I feel like I yeah. have to. Mainly, Before Glass. Yeah, yeah well, that's the thing. I, I, this mo- watch, rewatching this made me want to go see Glass. Yeah. Now I want to see Glass, but yeah. I, I do feel like I need to see Split. We, we do. We need in to. In order to see we Glass. Gotta take the, we got to take that detour. We got to hang out with McAvoy for a little bit. So that you we, guys you know, will, like, McAvoy's performance is worth awesome. seeing that movie. Got to see him run like a, like, yeah. a, like a great ape. Yeah. <laughs> He's, main fucking, thing I he's getting trailer. after it too. Cool. He's going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, if you could pick any movie to exist in the new list of the 500 greatest movies of all time, what movie would you pick? Ooh. And if there was a runner-up, I want to hear that one too. Okay. All right. Um, the the first one that I would definitely the one that I'm going to go with. Okay. Because uh, I got to make sure that it gets on there. Thank uh, you. Is, uh, Blazing Saddles. Thank you. Wow. Has Thank to be you. On okay. There. First Mel Brooks movie added to the list. Isn't it? Yeah. Or did someone put Young Frankenstein Young Frankenstein. Already? Cameron picked Young Frankenstein. Thank you. I'm so glad we've already got two Mel Brooks yeah. movies. We've already improved on this list by adding Young Frankenstein. Wow. Young Frankenstein is, is wonderful. Blazing but Saddles Blazing is just Saddles like, is... I think it was the first Mel Brooks movie, movie that I ever saw, and it's still my, one of my favorite, my favorite comedy of all time. And um, Ruffled Feathers. Yes, it did. And, and a, a great example of uh, people always say this about Blazing Saddles, like you can't make that movie today. It's like no shit, you can't because there's a reason. But also, for that. it's a great movie that about someone 
making sure the representation mm-hmm. was in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. Like Richard Pryor wrote that movie. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. With, my, no my favorite anecdote about that is that he brought Richard Pryor to write all of Bart's lines and everything, but uh, ended up, Mel Brooks ended up writing most of Bart's lines, and then Richard Pryor ended up writing most of uh, Gene Wilder's lines. That's great. Just by accident. And like, like Mel Brooks would pitch way. jokes, and Richard Pryor would be like, no, you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's a classic. It's on there. We have, over the past week, been filling in a bunch of, because we're asking you today, but we started this about halfway Wait, through. Wait, did you have a runner-up? Ah, uh, runner-up. Think, think on that for a second. Think yeah. on that for a second. Um, we've been filling in a bunch. We've been asking some of our older guests for this first year, and we have most of them filled in. We just have a couple. But next week, we're going to go through and we'll just like refresh everybody's. We'll go through the 50 movies that we've chosen for a Who new list. Add? We've added a ton, dude. We, uh, I got, did, you just um, put, did you just do some work? I just did some work. We got Augie. Augustine Rios is in there. Greg Smith. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Original. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. It's such a good... It deserves. It deserves. To be it on does. the list. We got Scott Rubin. He had a pick. Uh, uh, John Ronyotis, Clark Wolf. I got Alex Puccinelli's pick. We got Jake okay, Jabor so in there. This is all a tease. Yeah, we got a bunch. He's going to wait. He's going <laughs> to make have, you guys listen to I can see this list. This list episode. would blow your mind. It's really good. We have Alicia I Malone. I haven't seen this shit yet. With Alicia Malone with a film you have 100% guaranteed never heard of. It's so my favorite so, movie of all time. So that that adds up in a big way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's such a great list so Nobody's far. Nobody's picked the movie where the train's coming at you. Yeah. No one's done that one yet. So. <laughs> that OG. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be good. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that thing pans out, man. So yeah, next week is our last week of this year, 2018. And then the year after... R.I.P. 2018. R.I.P. Dude, get the get the shit the hell get out of here. Get the shit the hell out of here. So, um, yeah. So, do you think of a runner up? Uh, I think uh, you I, don't have Close to. Encounters of Third Kind. I think would have to be on the list. But I, but I, what Great. I really I love uh, it. The other one that I was like, but the Muppet movie should be on that yes, list. It the should. first one. The first it one. Should. We just rewatched it a few weeks ago. It's so good. I rewatched yes. it over the no summer, Brooks. like one night, just randomly, like turned it on. I was like, oh. This explains so much about where my sense of humor came from. <laughs> my favorite part is when Mel Brooks Hector like does the tongue like thing licks still. licks like a knob of the of the fucking machine of like the brain demographer or whatever he calls it. He's just like ah, ah. it gets so good. There, Mel Brooks is insane in this he movie. Is insane. They come to a fork in the road, and mm-hmm. then there's a little fork in the road. And I don't know why that that one stands out to me. But I was like, oh, I understand mm-hmm. myself a little more mm-hmm. from yeah. rewatching this movie. Yes. It's a wonderful film. Wonderful. Film. Mel Brooks went over the script. He's like, "Put a fork here, <laughs> <laughs> an actual fork. Put it yeah, there. Put a fork." Um, though, yeah, those are two good picks that that can describe a lot about a person's sort of upbringing, psyche. personality, mm-hmm. psyche for sure. Uh, just to let you know, Keller and I's two picks were because at the beginning of the year we did four movies where it was just him and I, oh, so yeah. we didn't have a guest yet. So I picked two movies. He picked two movies. The two I picked were uh, Jurassic Park, yes, and The Iron Giant. And Keller picked. Empire of the Sun and Hot Rod. <laughs> so, uh, so perfect films. We're making sure the list is correct. Ooh, you know what else? You're gonna what? love this, Keller. Better I'm just gonna good. I'm just gonna go ahead and like tell sp- me one spoil it. But our friend John Piricello, yes, who watched the movie, the original Secret Life of Walter Mitty with us, which is great. He picked the movie. He originally picked Hot Rod, but we already had it. Yeah, yeah, I can't so do he it. Picked- I think three people have tried to pick Hot Rod already, and it's like, <laughs> sorry, I already did it. <laughs> He picked 
Pop star, never stop, never stop. Yes, which good. is a great. We gotta make sure MacGruber it, gets on there eventually. Yes. We will. Someone's got to pick MacGruber. I will, will force, force somebody. Yeah. <laughs> if it if it comes down to we're about to do the Godfather episode and the yeah. Godfather isn't on the list yet, and MacGruber and isn't MacGruber isn't yet either. We'll we're just like we'll tell the person stop, exactly. shut up, we'll, don't don't, uh, we'll don't. Be like and their pick is, and then it'll be an edit of yeah. Uh, yeah, MacGruber. Oh, Mac what a great Gruber. pick! What a great pick! Uh, yeah, so pop star, never stop. Well, what never I have, stopping. I haven't seen the whole movie. What I have seen, I've, I love. It's just like getting to sit down. Yeah, watch <laughs> no, it. You can't find it on uh, in any stores. I know which one. Pop star. I knew that shit that's was going to so happen. Sad. That's you why bought I bought it immediately. That's why I bought it the week it came out on Blu-ray, and I also bought MacGruber for that same reason. I was like, this is going to disappear because so I had fast. to track down like yeah. a Canadian copy of yeah. Hot Rod for us to have. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I think you just used Amazon.ca. Yep. That's not California, buddy. That's Canada. That's not. Yeah, I was Turns in out. international waters. Don't you know, <laughs> super overpaid that's for shipping. Yeah, mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah, worth it. Definitely. If, the, if if all of a sudden Hot Rod was like, "Hey, this uh, this Blu-ray is one hundred dollars," I would be covered like, "Covered in syrup too." It yeah, <laughs> it's delicious and awesome. And Canada. we got we got free healthcare for a day. Exactly, and we were playing hockey. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was awesome. We both got jerseys. Hot Rod's great, but Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping is. Uh, one of the funniest movies of the past 10 years. One and of the it's better also, parodies ever. Yes, made. it's one of the better. Yeah, and it's so smart. Speaking of how smart Unbreakable is, like, if we could bring it back to Unbreakable, Popstar is also really smart. Yeah, it's in the same way smart yeah. as Unbreakable is. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, twist at the end of Popstar. Yeah, it's great. Woo! It turns out it's a comic book movie. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. <laughs> uh, what else is there left to say on, po- on not Popstar, on <laughs> Unbreakable? I could go for I days. Go, yeah, man. go for days. Um, uh, I wish it had been Andy Samberg instead of Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie, though. I would, yeah. too. I hope I want them to reshoot everything of him, like Andy Samberg lifting the weights. And okay, Would you, would we'll you read it. a comic book based on Unbreakable? Because it's no, an original... It's an original creation. It's a movie that is not based on an actual comic book or superhero, but it's a superhero movie because it follows those four tenants. It was um, shit. I should go grab my little. If notepad. it was based on this and then expounded upon it, yeah. like went into what he becomes and what everybody becomes, mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. Glass doesn't go anywhere after that movie, yeah. if someone wanted to pick it up in comics, I'd be fine with that. And maybe create a couple more like. Characters villains, villains like super villain fill types fill out their world sure yeah that's the thing i don't even know like thinking about it, like having watched i don't even know what glass is gonna do mm-hmm. to like that i hope it doesn't step on this movie mm. and like this what it has that's really good mm-hmm. because a, a comic if you did an ongoing series yeah in unbreakable's world yeah. I, I don't think it would be good i think you would hurt the movie you might to like know what yeah. happens after like the the <clears throat> part of what worked really well here is the vagueness mm-hmm. of the movie. Like you don't or, know that he's, yeah, he did this one thing. He saved these people mm-hmm. and he's probably going to go out and do it again, really but he know. might not. He might just mm-hmm. like take this power and well, like, have you seen the trailers for glass? I saw one trailer. Do you remember he what happens in it? Dude in half. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard the main thing I remember is the three of them in the, in yeah. a mental hospital, in, in a mental hospital. Right. So where, clearly where, he went out and was like doing this thing. And then and somebody was like, you need to stop. Robin Wright finds out. She's like, all right, you're going, Maybe it was. That's sad now. Now I'm like way more invested. I'm going to rewatch that trailer and be Ooh, like, we're going to get the son visiting him in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And which is another thing that was son, problematic with Split is just their portrayal of mental illness. Is the yeah. son his so, like his sidekick? Is he robbing? Oh, God. That'd be awesome. But the son, except we, he gets hurt. He has no powers. Exactly. We've He's established a, the son. What if, he what does if the acrobatics son. Acrobatics now. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
dark, dark twist. Mm. What if the son is dead and we only he's only in the movie as a flashback to when or he was trying only, and he, tried. Oh, he only sees his son as a dead kid. Okay, <laughs> okay, <around. laughs> all right. That would be amazing. Oh, I want it. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, this it, it has made me more invested. Keller was asking if this is the best like indie superhero movie, and I think it might be. I think it's up there. I, you know, if we're counting the original Ninja Turtles as an indie movie, which it was, like just on budget alone, mm-hmm. I think I love Ooh. that more. I don't know if it's a better movie than Unbreakable. It this, might is not that be. A but that's a comic movie. book yeah. movie. Is yes. Turtles a superhero movie? I would say yes. yes. Because again, heroes. those four tenants they have are a villain. They, that is the no, opposite they ha- of them. They have a mission. Yeah. They have violence. Get pizza. They have um, kick ass. Uh, um, uh, an identity. Ninjas. And then the fourth thing they're was teenagers. abilities. They do have ninjutsu. Yeah. And they they're do. mutant turtles. Yes. I think so. the ability to walk on two feet, that's a power. <laughs> well, see, it's interesting with that, that lineup because I don't, I think that Unbreakable doesn't hit those criteria. I think it does. Uh, Explain yourself. Uh, Go. The, the mission is yes. the main thing. I don't his know that was he has initially, a clear Well, it's because this mission. was his origin. Yes. He yeah, has his I mission think, at the end of this movie. I think he does at the end of this movie because, because I'll tell you why I think he has a mission. He learns at the end his of the mission movie. as soon as he walks through all those people and finds out, oh, fuck, that dude mm-hmm. killed somebody. That dude's and that a was, rapist. That was that the dude. first time he, not at his job, but outside of work, actively went and did like crime fighting. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, with the newspaper down, establishing this identity of this you know mysterious man who saved two kids, even though the mom and dad died. He he whispers. He tells his son, "Like, Shh, like, don't tell." As if he was going to continue to do it, not as if it was a one-off. But it really yeah. did feel like he's going to keep being a superhero. He goes to limited edition, right? Glasses gallery mm-hmm. opening to go talk to his friend Elijah to kind of be like, "Hey, you were right, and I'm going to do this." And that's when he learns. That's the twist. So he gets a mission at the end. Yes. But does that? I guess. I guess the question of is does that break down? I mean, there has to be a mission in the movie, or is at some like point the movie, I don't think throughout like the, the story movie. the goal he had that, a mission throughout the movie was to figure out the fuck was going on right but that's not a superhero mission right okay that's but like like clark he's Kent, establishing his identity yes basically what they did was they put the first 15 minutes of any superhero movie yeah. into a feature length movie yeah. yeah so yeah we're not gonna see any of it come to fruition until I, this next yeah. movie or see yeah. what did what happened. come to fruition what did he do from the year 2000 to like yeah. 2019 to before you know before he ended up in a mental institution mm-hmm. was he trying to enact his mission was he a crime fighter what happened that's fascinating and glass you know he lays it out he's the villain and stuff so i would say this is a superhero movie it's not a comic book movie it's a superhero movie ninja turtles is a superhero movie i count yeah, that a comic book movie a lot of stuff counts but kind of is this, in this weird i always thought for years buffy the vampire slayer wasn't a superhero by strict She's definition but she is yeah she is she's got powers yeah a mission and she identity fights evil and violence yeah she fights evil yeah um okay Good movie. Zach, you want to have the final yeah. word on Unbreakable? Uh, great drama, great story, yeah. great directing. The amount yeah. of like, we, I don't even think we talked about all the, the single take so scenes that were so in the movie. But, they, but every time we noticed it, it was just like, this is such good storytelling. Single but, shot gun scene to where the kids got the gun. Yes. That was all one shot. That oh. was amazing. Yeah. The single shot, him choking out the villain and Horrifying. killing him. Horrifying, great. The single shot with him flirting with Kelly at the beginning on the train was also sad and moving like, around looking at the kid and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. stuff. All used effectively, not just like, "Hey, we we pulled off this whole scene mm-hmm. in one shot." Isn't that cool? It was like mm-hmm. we, there was a reason. Mm-hmm. It Fairly, made the entire thing more effective. Absolutely. Fairly early use, like noticeable handheld 
Mm -hmm. stuff, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Great score by James Newton Howard. Oh, yeah, seriously. I'm going to go download that shit. Which Uh, felt super, uh, super heroey. But sad. And sad at the same time. Yeah. Robin Wright, highlight of the film. Love her. She's so good. She broke my heart, and I wanted him to immediately smooch her and propose all over again and be like, what are you doing, Bruce? Yeah. She's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if if you're somehow listening to this and you didn't rewatch the movie, go rewatch it. Go rewatch right. it now, and you'll be. They were dead the whole time. <laughs> you forgot that that twist was in this one too. Yeah, yeah. That's Keller, he does it in every movie. It's weird. The plants were dead the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, Keller. Uh, uh, what movie are we watching next week, and who's going to be our guest next week? We are Last watching. Week. No, the next week. No, I know, but that'll start last, our last week. We week? Indiana Jones. No, la- okay. Next keep going. week we're watching Speed yes. with Loretta. Loretta Underwood. Underwood. Yes, Speed. That's a movie I have not. T- that's a name I, I have haven't not seen heard it in so long. In a long, long, long time. time. Speed. Keanu. Keanu. I haven't heard that. Sandra. Name in a long time. This will be our first Keanu movie, and this will be <laughs> our first Sandra movie. So we are really in for a treat. <laughs> are we going to be so excited to pop in Speed to Cruise Control right after? I don't yes. Know. Yes. Okay. On a yes. boat. Well, we're watching Speed on a cruise ship, so we better <laughs> <laughs> we better pop in cruise yep. control. And then and we're gonna watch cruise control on a bus. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> and Speed that would be weird. And Speed is available to rent on like Amazon and stuff. It's not streaming anywhere for mm-hmm. free, unfortunately, but it's rentable. So, uh, but yeah. if you can find a bus that's going over however many miles per hour, it will be playing speed. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you guys want to just hop on like a cross country Greyhound or something, yeah, you can watch speed. You for can also the price of a bus ticket. You can also do speed uh, Netflix via mail, which is what I do still. You can also do speed yeah. <laughs> if you buy the yeah. drug speed. Yeah. You can do it pretty much anywhere. If somebody has some old diet pills from the seventies, mm-hmm. do speed. You can do speed. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks again to our guest. Mr. Zach Wilson. Guys, Zach, don't do speed. Thank you for don't having me. Thank, thank you for, so much. for bringing your comic book love, but also your movie knowledge and breaking down this drama. This and your was. love for this film. Yeah. I, I genuinely do love me this too, movie. Me too, man. And thank you for adding Blazing Saddles to our new list. Yes. I'm glad that I could contribute. Yes. A classic. A classic. Yes. For sure. Deserves Guys, to be up there. We'll be back next week talking about Speed with Loretta Underwood. Uh, so go watch that. And uh, we, we, new episode on Monday. Yeah, but we're going to put this one out in a, a few minutes because yeah. we're late. <laughs> we should have put this out this morning yep. at midnight, but uh-huh. <laughs> oops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.